Hello, and welcome back to XP Waste, where fishing, woodcutting, and mining are probably a lot of fun to do in real life, so why do you have to make them like that, Jagex? Hi, I'm Oxy. And I'm Michael. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to XP Waste. We are a podcast, obviously, and uh, we talk a lot about RuneScape, primarily, and um, we may get off on tangents. That's going to happen. We play the game while we record, so that's kind of fun. If you're not new around here, welcome back, like Oxy said. Good to have you back each and every week. Give shout out to all those people who have told me in the past, I mean, like past couple weeks at least, that they're going back and listening to all the old episodes. I think that's so fun. So we always want to improve. So if there's anything you, that you want to hear in the future, let us know. So how are you, Oxy? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Had a pretty pretty good weekend doing, you know, a bunch of IRL things. Nice. Uh, you know. In game, boy, what have we been up to? Still TOA and skilling. Yeah. Uh I I think I played a lot of Ark early in the week, um, to sort of get away from Chambers 2.0. Um But uh no, I uh I've, I'm back into it now. I've kind of like wanted to go on a bit of a skilling kick. Uh it's almost it's it's kind of motivated just to surpass TMD for a little bit. Yeah, uh, he does a lot more AFK stuff than me, but he's out of town for the entire week, so he's not even going to play. So I told him when he comes back, I'm going to be a higher total level than he is. So nice. I'm wood cutting right now. I'm not really close to 88. I am 400k away, so probably not going to get that level today. But uh, we've got some other. We have a lot of banked skills queued up that mm-hmm. like I just need to do. The only one that I've really been cruising with consistently is farming. Hmm. So, you know, farming would be, it's going to be, it's going to happen. It just, I'm not going to get a level for another like 12 days at this point. So by the time this, I think by the time the next episode comes out, I'll be 98. So I think I'm going to get 99 while you're away. But in other news, I got my, uh, my first completion cape at, uh, TOA, my Icfarland shroud, tier one or whatever it is the Farland shroud so that's cool um still not seeing a purple in my name which is so much fun um but you know i've been i've had an all right week i have a feeling you've had a little bit of a better week though so <laughs> what, what have you been up to this week michael i've had a pretty exciting week i wouldn't call it better because like i mean yes i've had some exciting stuff go down but like i don't want to make you feel bad just because Okay, I'll get into it. So starting out <laughs> with the skilling updates, um, I got 97 agility today uh, at, the, at the day of recording, so Sunday. Um, I'm on track to like finish agility by the end of the month, maybe a little bit into October. Damn. So like okay. the next two and a half, maybe two and a half weeks, maybe three weeks, because I've been able to consistently bust out like a thousand laps a week. And right now it's 1,400 laps on my next level. And that was actually, I say that, but that was actually with me training other skills too. So like I did like a three or four hour stream last night and I trained Slayer the whole time. So that was four hours I could have been doing agility. And there was just times where I, I didn't have my iPad out. So it's, it's primarily through my iPad that, I, that I'm getting all these laps. Um, I think the longest sitting that I've done it was actually today where I did 140 laps of, of Artie. <clears throat> and I can do about 60 laps per hour consistently, pretty like just watching TV and stuff. But um, I did, got 97 Slayer. 
and I got my first ever purple. So first ever purple chest, first ever purple, even with going to other, like going to reigns with other people. And it was in my name. So Oxy and I, and uh, was it Ben Myello? I think that's how I know his name's Ben, but I think it's my, I think you pronounce it Myello. I'll have to look, but we all went on a raid and it was very scuffed for me. <laughs> I died at the P3 or P4 uh, on Wardens and roll up to the chest and it's purple and it's in my name. And we got Missouri Chaps. So I think that was 6KC for me and it was an 81 mil split. So that'll go nicely into the, the cash deck. But it's, it's been fun. I mean, this week I got 97 Jilly. Oh, I also got the Jad Pet. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no way you forget about that. Oh. There's no way you forget about your Jad Pet. I almost forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I was streaming last night and I did, I had it, I, I, I planned just to do Slayer on stream, but then I loaded up my RuneScape account <clears throat> and made the exclamation point task and I'm like, damn it, I have a Jad task. I'm, not that I don't like doing the fight caves, it's just like, it's it's still a bit nerve wracking for me, but mm-hmm. freaking maxed main with with like decent gear, Bofa. It, it was fine. It was fine. There's literally no reason for me to be nervous on my main account. But I think I'm just kind of like still in that Iron Man mindset when I'm going to going into the fight caves because like the last three times that I did it was on my Iron Man and nearly failed. So anyway, um, finish the task. Fifty you. minutes. We saw you go in with blood barrage. Because we were all in VC doing, I think I was running expert modes with Jesse, mm-hmm. and you know I tuned into your stream. Judging and I'm like, me? <laughs> no, we were we were judging you, but we saw you brought a room pouch in, and I'm like, is he bringing blood barrage with him? They're like, what is he doing? I'm like, I'm pretty certain that's an Iron Man strap that he's just bringing over to his main account. He's bringing blood barrage to heal off the stacks of things, and they're in VC. Like, I mean, if it ain't broke, I'm like, eh, whatever. <laughs> He's not going to have as nearly a difficult of a time on his main as he is on the groupie. So right. My mindset fine, was like, but... if I can do it in this gear with this inventory setup on my Iron Man, I can for sure do it. Like, it's a guaranteed completion on my main account because I had a blowpipe mm-hmm. with dragon darts. Actually, I didn't bring dragon darts. I brought amethyst darts. I had my Bofa for, for Jad, which absolutely melted him, by the way. Bofa is amazing. But uh, it was a 50-minute cape. Not too bad. I could have done faster, probably. <clears throat> and I, I finished the task. And I'm like, let's just gamble the cape. Not going to happen anyway. Gamble the cape. It says, you lucky. I freak out. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I just got the pet. I did not expect that. So I think my pet was 8KC um, overall. And I don't, think I've done a, I don't think I've done a fight caves task in probably six months so it feels like yeah it feels like i got it like super spooned and now you never have to do one again congratulations i mean i'll probably still do it if uh if i get the task before i get 99 slayer because it's decent xp like if i can improve the time it's like what 30 32k or something xp overall for slayer i can't remember but it's decent. Yeah, it's like 31, 32K because it's 25K plus all the experience you get from killing all the monsters mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that was my week. Um, once I finish agility, I'm going to like probably skill hop between um, Hunter and, and Slayer. And then I'm, I, I, I've pretty much nailed it down that I'm just going to save Thieving till the end because it's the fastest. 
Oh, okay. So thieving is going to be your last skill of the 99? Yeah. Like confirmed. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That I... saves me so much time. Thank you. Thank you. That's going to save me a bajillion weeks of like miserable grinding. <laughs> I have been devising a secret plan because oh. I'm like, Michael and I have never had a 99 party together. Ooh. And since I have a sneaking suspicion we're not going to get our first Infernal Capes at the same time, and we're definitely not going to get our Max Capes on the same day, we could have a 99 party together. I thought Slayer was going to be your last one. So I've been talking to people being like, all right, realistically, how many Herba Board do I have to do a day to get 99 Hunter and oh. just sit on 98 for a while? Because I'm, I think you and I, I have 1.1 million left until 98 Slayer. What about you? I'm at 97. So 1.2 plus 1.2. So I'm about 2.3. Did you just hit 97 yesterday? So you and I are literally at the exact same point with Slayer. So, but I originally thought to myself, Slayer's going to be his last 99, and I'm not going to get a 99 on the same day he maxes. Maxes. Like, that's stupid. (laughs) So I'll wait on that. But if you're going to do thieving, we might get 99 Slayer together, you see. So, okay. Yeah. Well, because and I, I don't have to do forty five hundred herbivore right. in three weeks, right? So that's a, that's also a plus, right? Uh, the way I see it is like the Slayer cape and the Hunter cape are probably two of my favorite looking capes, mm-hmm. and I want to wear them out a little bit before I get my Max cape because Lord knows once I get my Max cape, I'm not wearing anything else. Mm-hmm. That cape is the most OP, like quality of life cape you could ever have. So. Besides my construction cape, I probably will not have any other capes that I bring out. So I mean, the, the the max cape is a construction cape. Yeah, but it's it's basically a one click teleport versus on the max cape you have to equip it and then do the teleport. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you just want to be faster. <laughs> I realize the construction cape is in the max cape, but you have to access like, more menus like to teleport. Yeah, to your house. yeah, it's menu scape. I get mm-hmm. it. I get it. Yeah. But I want to wear them out a little bit before I max. And I don't really care about the thieving cape. It's cool fashions cape. If you have a bunch of purple stuff, which there's a lot of cool purple stuff in the game. But hunter cape is chef's kiss. Unpopular opinion. I don't like that color purple. That kind of like oh, kind of softer violet, yeah, you know? Like it, it doesn't look horrible, but like I kind of like like a royal purple, you know, what's a much more like darker, vibrant purple yeah. than i would uh than like i the, do the thieving cape color like the warding cape was going to be like i didn't RCS I purple. remember uh, kind of like more akin to like what the cooking cape looks like a little oh. bit but less red oh. you know because it's got some like red not like red tints but like there's like tinges of red in there it's yeah. more like a like a more bluish purple as opposed to a more reddish purple gotcha if i'm making any sense but. yeah 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 so that's been my week it's been really fun i'm I'm very excited because maxing is literally around. It's it's around the corner. I I, I mm-hmm. feel it more than ever that I could probably max. I don't want to put a, a time frame on it, but if I can get, <laughs> if I can actually get agility done before October, then I could probably actually max like November or December. Mm-hmm. And because what uh, what's really going to help you with your maxing grind, Michael? Bingo. <laughs> Bingo, baby. So yeah, bingo. Fall bingo 2022. King of the Hill. It's it's coming on October 22nd, I think, is going to be the start date. The 22nd to the 30th. So yeah, yeah, yeah. get hyped for bingo, folks. There should be an announcement in the announcements um, 
channel right now. There's going to be a sign up form. There's a rule sheet. Please, 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 please read the rule sheet. <laughs> it's I know it's a lot of words. It's going to take like five or ten minutes. Please read the rule sheet. Please watch the drop submissions YouTube video because there's not going to be any exceptions if a drop is submitted incorrectly. Please, please, please just read the <laughs> stuff. But most importantly, get super excited. The draft is in a couple of weeks. It's on the 15th of October. You guys have until the 14th of October to sign up. So make sure you put your signups in. It's a one mil buy-in. Get hype for that. Um, we've kind of drafted this King of the Hill idea where there's like new tiles added every single day. And tentatively with the scoring, it's kind of like whoever comes out on top gets the most points for mm. that tile. And it goes all the way down. Now, uh, this is tentative. This is tentative, but there has been discussions that of the tiles that require a competition, the last place team may actually lose points if they're the last place team. So that's not confirmed yet because we're still trying to work out a couple of details there. Um, But it's going to be a very fun, fun little twist on bingo, just like we like to do in the fall, you know, take bingo and just alter it a little bit. Um, We'll go back to our standard, you know, whatever tile bingo in the spring because that's just the hype of springo but for fall we kind of like to you know throw the rules out the window and try something new so we hope you guys enjoy yeah king of the hill should keep it pretty pretty competitive over the uh the 10 days because i think that's why like that's why we did this Mm -hmm. because we've kind of found that like over the years uh of doing these bingos the first couple of days are like hype as shit Mm mm-hmm you know, people are up all day, all night. You know, there were bingos that like I stay awake till seven o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. playing playing with friends. You know, and it's so much fun. And then like day five or six rolls around, and there's that realization sets in that like we're not in first place, and some of these tiles just like aren't obtainable at this point because like we're eight hundred Cerberus kills deep, and nobody has any crystals. Like the hope just kind of starts to fade away and the momentum really dies down. So the idea of King of the Hill, there's a new tile every day. That is, uh, some of them are going to be daily. Some, some of them are going to be ongoing competitions. So they're going to last for the entirety of the week. So like if they start on Tuesday, they're going to go until that Sunday when it ends. So hopefully it like keeps the motivation on the competition alive throughout the week, mm-hmm. which we tend to like lose because you know those last three days if you're not in like first or second place are kind of like i don't want to say hopeless but like if you're in seventh place out of 15 teams and only the top three get money and you're like 80 points behind third place like okay well ggs i guess like i don't know what to do (laughs) yeah it was fun but uh, so these uh these little tiles should maybe change the game a little bit and really mix some things up uh so we're looking forward to that and we hope you guys are as well so this is i guess the the official podcast announcement i guess (laughs) that that fall bingo is happening and coming soon to a discord near you stay tuned for more information we'll say that because like with it being almost a month out we're still going to have things that we're working on and and details that'll come out but yeah some things yeah some things are subject to change um in the rule sheet that we've released, everything is probably pretty set in stone. But again, things are going to be subject to change. So just keep your eyes out. But we're like, 
90% sure. Yeah. So if you want to be a part of the Discord before bingo happens to kind of get to know people, uh, the link for that is in the description. It's discord.gg slash OSRSTNL. You can join mm-hmm. the Discord, join the in game clan. We're getting close to the max cap of, of uh, members. So we'll be doing an audit. We'll ask people to leave on their on their alt accounts, but we should have room for you is what I'm trying to say. We've been, we've been, uh, we've actually been tracking player activity with wise old man. Um, it's not been working how we want it to wise old man kind of shits the bed after about 350 players are added. Uh, and we're trying to track like 400 people. Um, and just to like the idea, the idea is like, do they have XP logged in the last like month? Mm hmm. And if we haven't heard or seen anything from them in like two or three months, get yeah. in the boot for active players. Yeah. But the the issue lies with like it'll show a player like OxyM as having not earned XP for like three weeks. And I've logged in every single day. So like sometimes Weird. Wise Old Man is not super reliable. So what we're trying to do is just clean that up and figure it out. So yeah. hopefully we'll have more slots opened up because at the moment we have 497 people. Out of 500. <laughs> Out of 500. So we're pushing yeah, it. Very much so. We're pushing it. But yeah, come hang out. Bingo's going to be hype. And I might actually quickly play. before we get into the, no, it's not a might actually play. Michael is signing up to play. I'm signing he up to play. Already filled out his sign up sheet. <laughs> I think. I think the discussion in my head now is: Do I want to be a captain, or do I want to allow myself to be drafted? Eh, I don't know. I'm still trying to decide that. Because I think yeah. it'd be fun to be a captain. Is like if I'm gonna play, it's not like I won't have time to be a captain, but. I'm still trying to decide if I want that. You don't do anything different as a captain. I know. You just have to be there for draft. Day. I know. <laughs> we'll talk. We'll talk more about it once the captains are yeah. selected. But like, yeah, draft day is the only time captains ever actually have to do anything <laughs> for real. Um, yeah. Besides, but, motivate your team and be there and like come up with plans. Yeah, but that and... just that that comes with time. That's easy, you know. Yeah. Especially when you got everyone VC. You're vibing off each other in the chat. Like, that's no problem. The captains aren't there on draft day. Hell, hell to pay. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, no, bingo's going to be super exciting. And uh, yeah, that's all we have to say about that. Do you want to get into main title content? I say we get into main title content. Okay. So this week, probably already read the title, but this week we are talking about money making in the mid game. And a little I bit should make the title the something so wacky and just out of left field. Like, Michael actually feels this way about this. <laughs> just completely unrelated to what the main title content is. And people came just... expecting something. And, yeah. <laughs> poor guys. Poor, poor listeners. They won't even know. <laughs> but yes, we're talking about money making within the mid game. I know you guys are all very interested uh and what to do to make money in this game because it's not very easy it's not very apparent when you when you log into your account and you're and you're looking at your cash check you're like what the crap am i gonna do so Mm -hmm. we have a list we're gonna go through it i don't know if you want to start us out i can start us out with this one at least i think i want to start us out with a little disclaimer i'm more than happy for you to take the first because i I see the topic you're going to talk about i'm more than happy to take the first one but here's a little disclaimer right perfect 
we have said in the past, I have been very vocal in the past, that you you don't need to try to make money in the mid-game. And I still stand by that. The money that a mid-game player makes in a week, as opposed to the money that a player like Michael and I would make in a week, are probably very different. Because uh, we were in the mid-game, and we were making shit for money. Like, I've told stories about how, like, I would get Snapdragon seeds on Slayer Task, leave the Slayer Task to sell the seed, to buy more prayer pots to finish the Slayer Task that I was on. So, like, in the mid-game then versus in the mid-game now of, like, I mean, if I leave my assembler behind and I lose Dragon Darts, is it really going to matter? Like, you know, that's a different... It's We've been there in the mid-game. So when we say money makers in the mid-game... We don't mean Shadow of Temekin, Twisted Bow, Drop, right. life-changing money. We right. mean consistent money that is able to help you fund the skills that you need to train for things like your quest cape or your music cape, uh, help fund goals that you may have. Again, the Achievement Diary cape, great goal to have, but the Achievement Diary cape is expensive. I'm sorry, the Diary cape can kind of be pricey if you're talking about leveling skills. And it's money-making to help with permanent upgrades. Like we've talked about in the past, Avernic Defenders, Prayer Scrolls, things like that. Mm -hmm. So while some of these things you may think about and be like, oh, I've made way more money doing this other thing as opposed to that, cool, let us know. But at the same time, we're not going to be talking like seven mil an hour methods, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Because I still firmly believe that making money is not a mid-game priority. But it is a nice perk when you're in the mid game to make a little bit of extra money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. Cool. I I, I completely track with all of that. Like at the end of the day, in you know, play the game how you want to play it, and you don't really need money all of the time to have fun. Maybe you're saving up for an item, and that's cool. But you know, we'll get started. So the first thing on the list. Everybody can do this. Uh, Low-level skilling. I say low-level because it doesn't require a ton of, you know, a ton of effort to get to this point where you can make consistent money doing these things. So the first thing I had on my list was cooking. Cooking is a very profitable skill. And the cool thing about it is while you're training the skill, getting to those higher levels, you're making money along the way. So it's one of those few skills in this game that are considered profitable because for some reason the cooked fish make more than the raw fish i think it's just because you know there's more fish being consumed than there are being fished and that's great for the economy that's great for people wanting to make money mm-hmm. so the one that i always think of when i think of you know early game at least is crombwans millions and millions and millions of Karambwans are consumed probably every hour in this game. So there is never a shortage of people needing them. So you, all you have to do is a simple quest. I think it's Taiba Wanai Trio, Shiloh Village, one of those, one of those quests from Karambwja. It teaches you how to, how to properly cook a Karambwan, and then you go, literally go and buy them. So what's interesting about Karambwans is the level required... Is, is level one. The chance to burn them is your cooking level. So if you're level 60 cooking, you have a 60% chance you'll cook it successfully. So that's 
40% chance you'll burn it. At level 99, you're pretty much guaranteed you'll never burn one, but still can happen. Um, mm-hmm. Things like the cooking gauntlets, unfortunately, do not work with Karamb ones. There's a set, um, you know, there's a set number of uh, a fish. There's a set list of fish that it works with. So if you're doing things like sharks, if you've gotten to that level, um, you can wear cooking gauntlets. You're still going to burn them. Uh, I don't think you stop burning sharks with gauntlets until 92 or 94. But um, that's the great thing. Like I said, if you're training cooking, you're making the money while you're getting to those levels. And you're still going to be making money until 99. When I get 200 mil cooking with, what is it, 800,000 sharks or whatever I'm going to do, I'm going to set, like, I'll be set to make 200 mil profit. It's pretty cool. So um, look into that. The next one on the list is gold. So not necessarily making the gold bars, but buying the gold bars from all those suckers who are doing 99 smithing and take those gold bars and turn them into jewelry. So a notable Specifically one... Specifically gold bracelets. Right. Gold bracelets. You can make diamond bracelets. Those will out for a profit. So that kind of goes into another one that we have later. But gold bracelets, do you sell them for profit or do you out them? When so you, when you put with the list? gold... With with gold bracelets, it's so many gold bars come into the game because of the blast furnace. Mm-hmm. That right now on Sunday, September eighteenth, twenty twenty two, gold bars are eighty seven GP. Gold bracelets are one hundred and ninety GP. Now craft now crafting a gold bracelet really it only gives you twenty five crafting XP. It's not like a battle staff method quick, but it can be done. I'm pretty sure at like the mid. It can be done at level seven, oh. so it, this is an extremely this can be extremely early game money maker, especially yeah. if you have like an alt account that you want to train crafting. Like for example, if you have fifty thousand gold bars because you have been training blast furnace on your main, give them to your alt and have them make gold bracelets. Again, it's not going to be a crazy amount of money, but you're going to double what the input is. So if you spend Right now, if you spend 100k, you're going to make an additional 100k off of that. So you're going to make about 200k back in gold bracelets, give or take with the price fluctuations. Mm-hmm. So the gold bracelets, I've never done them with diamonds because unless you have the capital to like buy that outright, uh, that can get expensive. Because uncut diamonds are like what 1700 a piece, 17, 18. Uncut diamonds are 2700 a piece, and cut diamonds are 1700. Holy, that's <laughs> a dramatic difference for crafting. Um, but uh, no, so it, it's just a little bit more. You do make a profit if you alk them, but it is just a little bit more of an input. I mean, you probably would make about 200 gp anyways mm-hmm. uh 200 gp per bracelet at the time of recording so there's potential it just takes a little bit more overhead so yeah that's just a cheap little skilling method that i've kind of used in the past to train crafting it it's not a great crafting training method you know once yeah. you hit like probably level 60 it's just not viable anymore with 25 xp per but if you hate training crafting and you're in the mid to low level for crafting it's a decent money maker because you damn near double what you put in. You're literally doubling money. Yeah. And it's it's slower, not like the slowest thing in the world, but you know, it's just I don't know. So gold bra- it's just a fun little low level money maker that I discovered years ago mm-hmm. off of like flipping old school or something. And it's it's definitely worth doing with uh so making making gold bracelets out of gold bars because there's a shitload of gold bars in the game. That being said, don't stop there. 
Um, we haven't done the research into other jewelry making methods, but things like um, slaughter bracelets and expeditious bracelets, which is made with silver jewelry, those are consumable. So for people like us doing Slayer, every time that bracelet runs out of charges, it disappears. So mm-hmm. it's being consumed at a rate. And I don't know if that rate is faster than they're being made. Probably not. But you could always check and see if you can make decent money by having a silver bar and having a topaz and making it into a topaz bracelet or a jade bracelet. Not necessarily doing the enchanting yourself, but if you can make those materials into bracelets and sell them, you may profit as well. So let's just call that one early crafting gains. Yeah, for because money. crafting as a whole is not particularly profitable. You know, we've looked into like battle staves and dragon hide and things like that. And a lot of that, you end up losing money in the long term. Um, because obviously they're the fastest ways to craft. So that said, fantastic for iron men accounts. Yeah. Crafting as a whole is extremely profitable for iron men. Because you're going to accrue dragon hide, you're going to accrue battle staves, you're going to accrue orbs and jewelry bits and all sorts of things in your time, just like playing as an iron. So when the time comes to like get on the crafting grind because you need a torture or a fury or whatever it is, uh, and you don't use molten glass, um, you it's it's decently profitable with alking. On, on an Iron Man account. Again, I know some of the Dragon Hide bodies have a bit of a higher crafting level requirement, and I, y'all know I do not play Iron Man full-time, but <laughs> obviously some of these, a lot of these that we're talking about for skilling are going to be based off of buying things on the GE. Right, right. Which, one more one more point about the fish. Look into what fish are are giving you profit. Because like some fish, like lobsters, you get 10 GP. Swordfish, you lose money. Monkfish, you make 140 GP. Karambwans, you make 130 GP per per cooked fish. So mm-hmm. do a little bit of research and figure it out. And uh, the Hasidious house range, once you have Hasidious favor, mm, yeah, it's great. Good shit. Gives so, you the increased cooking rates. Real good. It's a little bit of a walk from the bank chest, but it's fast. It's not. It's nothing like you have to walk <laughs> it's across like seven the city. tiles, Michael. What do you mean? I, I say that because there are <laughs> there are cooking spots that are literally next to a bank. So, but with the, increased... the reason the reason I I say that is because it gives some higher level fish like sharks and monkfish and uh, things like that uh, a lower level to like not burn anymore right so you have a higher chance to cook them successfully on the hostidious range you're gonna get better xp per hour at the myth skilled surely but you do it's a higher chance to cook them because you're gonna sell them that's the goal Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you want to take the next one uh (laughs) sure sure i'll take the next one uh (laughs) i have been told i have done um maybe one or two of these on my main account so i don't really know for sure but i have been told that farming is a decent money maker um and i can't kind of speak to this you know i uh, me and my coconut stack that's been building has been you know growing in money for a little while now but uh the main one for farming is obviously herb runs um herb runs go burr i have been again i don't think i've ever done an herb run on my main account in maybe like two years whoa so I don't know why Michael gave me this one, but you're going to want to look at Raynars, Snapdragons, and Torstals. 
those are going to be your three most expensive because those make prayer potions, they make super restores, and they make super combats, respectively. Are torsos also used in anti-venom? I have no idea. Maybe. Toad flax. I don't remember. <laughs> but herb runs can be really good. Ways to make herb runs profitable, the things you're going to need are ultra compost and magic secateurs. Yep. No matter what. Your magic secateurs have to be in your hands. Have those straps, no, like always. I'm pretty sure bottomless compost buckets are like 300k yeah they're 300k right now so i bought mine for like five or 600k back in the day so buy a bottomless compost bucket fill it with ultra compost and then do herb runs there are without doing diaries there are one two three four five six seven i think and then if you do diaries and quests there's up to nine yep yeah herb runs so I couldn't tell you the average profit per herb seed because, again, the wiki, the wiki has the wiki. literally up to date. They they check prices of herbs, they check prices of seeds, and it and it automatically updates with which is the most profitable, which is super nice. So when you're going in, when you're going in to buy the seeds, like maybe buy like fifty at a time, just so you don't lose a ton of money. But mm-hmm. go to that wiki page. I'll try to have it linked in the description, but it'll show you like, you know, you're you're on average because here's the big thing is it's going to take into account like your farming level, how many patches you have are using the right compost, all of that kind of stuff. So as an example, I have nine patches. I have 99 farming and the farming cape. I have magic sectors. I'm using ultra compost. And I did a full run of uh, nine nine patches with my torstals and i got like over a hundred herbs so for that entire run it was like 500k in what would have been about 45 minutes of waiting for the herbs to grow if you think of that if like if you're doing consistent runs a day 500k profit well at my level but 500k profit that's it's like over a mil an hour just doing herb runs Mm -hmm. and it's you know, you got pet chance, you're training your herb lore along the way. So just keep in mind, some of the lower level seeds can still get you profit. Like I wanted to call out that you can start doing this method as soon as 32 farming, because you only need 32 farming to start planting Renars. Yes, your overhead cost is going to be a little higher because, you know, Renar seeds are like 31,000 each. So 31K times, what is it? Oxy said seven patches. You're looking at about a little over 200k for one run, and if a you know if 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 a patch dies, that's going to hurt mm-hmm. the the overall cost. So, you know, but it it will level out with yes. ultra compost and magic secateurs. And while it does have a steep overhead, there has been a change in old school RuneScape recently. In addition of a small, it's a minor content update called the Tombs of a Mascot mm, that mm. shits out high-level seeds so much so that a Snapdragon seed pre-TOA was like 65k. They're 42k now. Oh, there you go. So the price of seeds are falling, but the price of the herbs and the potions aren't reflecting that <laughs> at the moment. So now's a really good time post toa you know we're kind of like recently out of the gate 
It, there's still people are getting one mil chests, shitting out seeds, runes, all this stuff. Torstal snaps and Raynars. It's a good time to buy because mm. they're low. Because so many have come into the game yeah. since TOA. Yeah, yeah. So look into it. Use yeah. the wiki on this one and just like figure out what seeds you're going to be planting, and then let mm-hmm. the money literally roll in. Um, mm-hmm. I, they're, they're, the one other thing I want to keep in mind before we move on with this one is pay attention to the price of the grimy herb versus the un, you know, the clean herb, because that can make a difference as well. Sometimes mm-hmm. the price of the grimy herb is more expensive, and sometimes the clean herb is more expensive. So you really have to check. Yeah. Uh, it just depends Which on the is weird. I don't. That's, yeah. that's a very strange, strange concept. Fluctu- fluctuates. But, yeah. So. I guess another point about this whole process before we move on to the next little thing here don't consider money per hour in the mid game i don't know why i didn't say this at the beginning gp per hour means nothing to you in the mid game that's i want if you walk away from anything from me this episode is that gp per hour is meaningless until you are at the absolute end game of this game because you want to think of it less as GP per hour and more as chipping away at some sort of goal. Because, like, if you're in the mid-game sitting on a cash stack, what are you doing, mate? You got upgrades to get. You got <laughs> skills to buy. You got prayers to buy. You got all sorts of stuff to do. Go back and listen to our, like, top 10 buyable upgrades episode or wherever they are um, to get a better feel for that if you want to. But if you're sitting on a cash stack, you probably need to spend it on something. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Once you get to the end game where you got a nine bill bank and you just sort of want collection log slots, go ahead, sit on 600 mil because like realistically, who cares, right? Um, but don't consider it as money per hour. Consider it as just like gross profit or rather net profit because some of these things do take a little bit of input. Mm-hmm. So do your calculations and if you're not making the money per hour, don't stress about it. Yeah. That'll also help you down the line when you go somewhere like Theater of Blood that is four to six to eight mil an hour and you see zero purple chests and 16 raids in a day. <laughs> like, you're not going to make that kind of money. So don't worry about GP per hour, especially not in the mid game. Yeah. And because some of these things, like, Michael might make a mil an hour doing farm runs, but with 99 farming and a maxed house and access to all the herb seeds he might be able to make more money than someone who hasn't done any quests or diaries and is still on the, like, you know, using my charges with the arty cloak <laughs> to get to my patches type yeah, shit. Yeah. So, Oh, for sure. Just don't, yeah, just don't be conscious of money per hour. You know, that's the, that's the last point I wanted to add before we move on. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just daunting <clears throat> to look at, you know? It's good to keep in mind for the rest of these. So, funny enough, um, as Oxy felt with the last one, I kind of feel with this one. So yeah, I don't know why we switched <laughs> these around. I don't know. I don't know why we didn't keep these in their respective yeah. camps. But all yeah, right, go well, ahead. Okay. So <laughs> the next one we want to talk about is Slayer. So just pulling up the uh, Slayer menu here, you you you're looking at profit on your tasks as soon as probably level fifty. I'm just looking at blood belts. They are pretty good money. Um, but the, the real money with Slayer comes closer to like 65. So I think for most people in the 60s, when you, when you start looking at Slayer levels, is when you're like, yeah, this is actually something that can sustain an account. And that's doing Slayer. So open up that Slayer log and look and see. You've got 
You've got Aberrant Specters at 60, Dust Devils at 65, Worms at 62, um, moving on to, to Kurasks at 70, Wyverns at 72. So, like, this, like, Slayer exponentially becomes more and more profitable as you gain levels. The cool thing about Slayer, though, is that's the level you need to kill it, not necessarily you need a task to kill it. There's a lot of monsters in this game that you could just roll up and start killing as long as you have the Slayer level. Big, like the, the most notable of that, Gargoyles. Gargoyles absolutely like poop out money. Literally one of their main, most common drops is, is just raw GP. And once you hit 75 um, Slayer, you can go up to the Slayer Tower in Mauritania and just kill them. And uh, you're not going to be getting Slayer XP, unfortunately, but you will have the ability to actually get that raw GP. So that that that's just a, a kind of a given for for when you talk about money makers, because everybody knows Slayer is the way to make money, especially a, in the end game. But people kind of sleep on it in the beginning. Um, it can be kind of slow, you know. So stick it out. Um, it can be kind of frustrating when you when you're doing your third rock slugs task in a row or something, and you know they're dropping like uh, like vials. Like, where's the money? Just know it's it's gonna come. And um, the cool thing about Slayer is like 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 with all of this actually, it's account progression. It, it, it's literally that like you're progressing your account with the added benefit of being able to make money. Um, mm-hmm. Troll brings up in the recording booth chat if you go to gargoyles and you have a ring of wealth, uh, it literally will pick up the money for you. And I was doing a Gargoyles task last night, and um, I'm like, guys, I don't want to hear it. I was streaming. I was like, guys, I don't want to hear it. I'm going to wear a ring of wealth. I still wear a ring of wealth, because I can't... Literally, like, an entire task of Gargoyles is like 800k raw GP. A lot of people just leave on the ground. I don't know if it's 800k of raw GP. Probably 800k total with alkables and runes. Maybe. But I don't think they drop 800k cash (laughs) throughout the course of the... Yeah, you're probably right, actually. Unless you're getting absolutely (laughs) fabooned on those drops. But even then, you're only getting like a... Even if you got 10k every kill, 10k times 150. God, I hate doing this. It's like 150k. Maybe even still got that wrong. (laughs) Um... We're getting right. shit on earlier in the CC because right. we're really bad at math, <laughs> oh, but no. <laughs> but no with with alkables and and like ore drops and things like that because they drop a lot of ores, a lot of bars, a lot of things you can alk. Granite yeah. malls are like what are granite malls don't still expensive them. these days or no? They're expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah don't, don't alk them anymore. Granite. There was a point in time where you know granite malls were the alkable thing on a task, but no, they're like. They're like over 100k, and I think they alk for yeah. maybe 30k. So yeah, don't, don't alk them, alk them anymore. <laughs> yeah, did you have anything to add on this one? I do. Okay, let's you, hear. It. You guys know how I feel about Slayer as a money maker. It it is good. There's nothing that Michael said that is false, other than 800k raw cash. <laughs> nothing, yeah. nothing Redacted. is is exactly <laughs> nothing is incorrect about that. The two things that I will say for Slayer, number one, the money is not consistent. Because like Michael said, Gargoyle's task can net you a couple hundred K. If you get real lucky, you will get over a 500 K Gargoyle's task. Real nice. Dust Devils are good money. 
aberrant specters can be okay. I hate specters. I think I blocked them. I don't know why I hate them. I just do. They're so good I blocked for them. Herbs. But, yeah, but blood velds are really good for runes. They've got a couple alchemicals. You make a shitload of money in blood runes with blood velds, you know? Mm-hmm. But the money's inconsistent because there are going to be your spiritual creature tasks. There are going to be your iron dragons, your fire giants, things like that, that are a money sink because Slayer does have possibly the highest input cost because it's it sucks to use five prayer pots to train Slayer to mm, get jack shit yeah. on a main account. So the money's not consistent. Yeah. And an additional point to that is is check your expectations with Slayer. You will make money. You will. Not at the rate you think you're going to. Yeah. I think I said it in the past. Like It took me so long to see a legitimate profit from my Slayer tasks. And even so, with that counterpoint of the input, sometimes it's not as profitable as you think. There are a few that are like tried and true, no matter what. Gargoyles, Hydra Task, even Worm Tasks. If you do Worms with Melee or like a Magic Short Bow, MSBI with with Worms, you don't get a tag. It's not a Dragon Fire Monster, so you can do that. And like it saves you money on the input if you use like Adamant or Rune Arrows. Like it's mm-hmm. not that expensive to kill. Um, and the Bones are worth money. Worms drop Alkables. You're not going to see Buku money from Slayer, honest to God, until you're, like, late in the game. Yeah. And yeah. I know you can back me up on this, because, like, you've seen, you know, you've seen Serb Crystals. I've seen Hydra Claw. Like, Ser- like Slayer has a lot of life-changing money. But when you're in that mid-game, just check your expectations about the money that you're going to make, because you're going to make it, but you're not every task is going to be a Hydra task. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... I, you do some of these other methods and don't put all your eggs in the Slayer basket because what's that going to do, Michael? You ruin the, He's going to burn out. <laughs> that is going to burn you out. Yeah. So that's, that's all I'll say on Slayer because <laughs> I've always kind of like firmly been against that Slayer is the only way to make money and train your account because like that's bullshit. It does make you money and train your account. There's lots of, hence the point of this episode, other ways to do that so i'll take the next one just so we can get back on a thank god consistent thank god because i've never done the next one ever (laughs) that's way too sweaty for me dog so the next one we have is um alking specifically alking while you're doing other things so you probably heard the term alkagility that can be an amazing way of just getting an extra bit of cash while you're while you're doing a mundane task, I've seen people alk while they're doing Slayer. I think that's pretty cool. Um, you can do, I mean, literally, you can alk while you're doing anything in this game. I mean, you could be alking while you're in a raid. <laughs> I, I I can't see a <laughs> reason why. In a raid. <laughs> I can't I... see a reason. I can't see a reason why you're not, you know, why you're not alking consistently um, other than input. So, the biggest thing to hinder you from being able to out consistently is just having materials to out. I'm going to call back to the wiki again because it's, it's pretty handy. But there's a, there's a list of items on the wiki that are actually profitable to out. 
It may not actually be the wiki now that I think about it. It's a website. But if you Google High Alk OSRS, um, there's there's plenty of people who have put together lists of items that you can alk um, to make money. The biggest thing you want to remember is the cost of the item plus the cost of the rune, and then add those together. If it's less than what you get uh, from high alking, then you've made profit, and you've also made completely free magic XP. So starting at level fifty-five. You take one nature rune and five fire runes. You cast the spell High Alk on an item, and it gives you money. It's as simple as that. There's one source out there where you can get bulk items to Alk, and it's a clan chat, actually. It's a, it's a friend's chat called World 308 Anvil. It's a group of people who have put together this, like they've organized, and it is a bunch of people who are doing smithing and a bunch of people who want to Alk and they kind of come together to form an alliance, kind of. So all these people who are making stuff during their smithing grinds will sell to people in bulk for higher than what the GP, for, for lower than what you can get on the, on the GE. So you make more um, when you're alking. So it's, it's W308 space Anvil, if you want to join the friends chat. You can buy like... 20,000 adamant plate bodies if you want to and then alk all of them <laughs> it would take you a long mm-hmm. time because i think you can alk like maybe 1200 an hour if you're just standing there but uh, it's it's consistent profit it's consistent money and it's consistent magic xp which is great for you know getting into higher end content and 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 wanting to do things like raids you're going to need magic levels for that because in every single raid there is a magic element so mm-hmm. that's a pretty simple one, but I think a lot of people overlook it. Well, you know, if you're standing there, you could be alking. That's my, that's my thought process there. <laughs> that's wow. That that's a pull yourself up by your bootstraps way to look yeah. at it. <laughs> you don't have to sweat that much whenever you're bank standing, but yeah. uh, alking it does make decent money. A good, another great way to alk um, if you've got the time and the runes for it. I'm lazy, so I've never done this. Um, but f- training fletching with longbows. Oh yeah, training fletching. Period is a money maker with longbows. That's one of the few production skills when training with a certain method that can make you that kind of money. But um, if you like make a U longbow, you can sell it for four hundred. You can alk it for six hundred. Mm. But you only cost you three hundred twenty to make it. To make it right, right, right. That's probably not an accurate description of the money, but that's the idea, right? Mm-hmm. Alking is going to be worth more than selling. Yeah. And either way, you make a profit <clears throat> if you make the longbows yourself. There is um, there is so much stuff you can do late game skilling if you just save the materials to alk them, if you have the time to do it. An example is like what Oxy just said with the longbows. But mm-hmm. um, Francine in our recording booth chat said that they're alking the battle staffs that they made from from training uh, crafting. That's also really good. If you do if you do battle staffs to 99, like Oxy said, you'll make more money in the alk than you will selling it on the GE. Now it's going to take a lot longer to see that return on investment, but again, it's free magic XP. Mm-hmm. A funny example is when I was doing fletching, I was making redwood shields. Um as far as shields go, you need 92 uh, fletching to make them, but they alk for so much more than what you buy them for. 
it's insane. Um, so I was I was contemplating saving them for when I was doing my agility grind just to out them, but I ended up selling for a loss. But it's one of those things you can buy to then alk. The problem being GE limits. So that's mm-hmm. where things like asking your friends if you can give them the money and then they can buy it on their account. That's a huge one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, bypassing the GE limits that way can be very, very good for, you know, stocking up on a ton of items to alk. Or the alternative is, you know, you buy a small quantity of items, you alk through them, you take what you have in profits, and you buy more. So mm-hmm. just a little thought there. And you don't have to buy, like, two billion things at one time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have never been in... I've never had the patience to buy items and alk them. Even though it does make you money in a lot of instances, I've never had the patience for it. If you do and you have the overhead, send it. Especially if you know you're just going to be AFK. If you're like me you don't have the patience, you'll find things to alk over time. Yeah. On an Iron Man account, you alk pretty oh, much okay. everything. <laughs> I, you know, any The term alkables refers to mostly weapons and armor that are like runite. Between yeah. like Mithril and Runite are all alkable items. Yeah. Some dragon items are alkable. And uh, let me back up. They're all alkable. Some dragon items are more profitable to alk than they are to sell on the Grand Exchange. So be conscious of that and don't feel like you have to only buy a quadrillion right like <laughs> dragon med helms right now because there's like a 3k profit from TOA. Ooh, so nice. Yeah, don't don't feel like you have to buy a million of them. You're gonna get the stuff naturally. I have like twelve dragon med helms sitting in my bank that I could elk if I wanted the money. And it does avoid the GE tax as well. Tyler brought up in the recording booth chat that alking prevents the tax from sales. Yep. So yep. it's is quite possible. So a little bit of a uh a cut back to the first one. Um Troll in our recording booth chat just mentioned that planting and selling Yanilian hops is very good money early game. Um, I'm not sure the logistics on that, so definitely something to to look into. But there's a couple of hops patches around the game, and you know, apparently the seeds are very cheap, and the hops are very expensive because, Fran- like Francine just mentioned in the recording booth chat, you use Yanilian hops to protect mahogany trees. So mm-hmm. people see that as a great investment. So try that out. Definitely, like I said, farming is very OP. Early money making for early money making, very OP. Mm-hmm. So, do you want to take yeah, the it's next? It's like a several, it's like a several thousand percent increase. You need Whoa. like three hop seeds. Yanilian's hop seeds are two GP a piece. You need three of them. <laughs> Yanilian hops sell for nine hundred and eighty-six GP. So, if you do consistent uh, hop runs, you can make a lot of money. It's funny, Jamie nearly maxed endgame PVMer will do hop runs when she's bored because like you you just make money doing it That's and the same awesome. rule applies ultra compost yeah. um yeah what's it called ultra compost it's magic sectors so if you got a little bit of money and a half decent farming level which like again half decent is is a strong word for something that can be grown with 16 farming so there you go you know one last thing about alking before we move on to the next one um if you're struggling on on like if you don't want to do alk agility just think about this. A lot of the stuff in this game has downtime. So the the one thing that I thought of is like there's sometimes nearly over a minute 
of downtime between Wintertot games. So literally, have a Tome of Fire. It, it counts as a warm item. You can have... Use the Fire Staff. Mm-mm. Use the Fire Staff because it also counts as a warm item and doesn't cost you nearly as much money in burnt pages. So Please use you, the Fire Staff. Oh, I'm going to educate you a little bit, Oxy. <laughs> you don't actually use burnt pages if it's a non-combat spell. It's hmm. unlimited fire runes for any non-combat spell. You can use a fire staff. Oxy's not wrong. I think a tome of fire looks more cool, honestly. It's also like 800K. Yeah, well. You're trying to make money. It might not be the most important thing. That's true. That's very true. That's profit you could put into something else. But if you have a a tome of fire, say you got it from Wintertime, you can use it. Um, But things like that, where you're sitting around for a minute between games, um, use that time to elk. It's very, very beneficial um, to use the downtime in this game. To Alk, you could be making darts if you want to be super efficient for fletching. That can get expensive. We're not talking about spending money here. We're talking about making say. money. <laughs> darts are a net loss across the board. Oh, Francine just mentioned in the Bryophytus staff uh, to help save nature runes. I have not ever used that. So I didn't know that that was yeah, a thing. I think it has a percent chance to save nature runes, oh, but wow. it's also several mil. Okay, so. well... It's it may be something that you buy and sell, but you know the money that you save from those nature runes is most certainly going to be more than what you would pay for the GE tax if you can afford it. So we'll move on to the next one. But just remember, if you're if you're doing something that has downtime, consider taking a stack of items and alk them. It'll be fun. It's time to get into to the meat and potatoes of Ooh, this. We're I'm getting into what the, pe- what the people have actually come I'm here for. <laughs> uh, mid-tier bossing that actually makes you money. Off the rack, I am, I'm going on the attack here. Oh, KBD doesn't make you money. Okay. Stop going to King Black Dragon and make money. But it's the pad option. Until they... <laughs> if you're taking a rune crossbow to KBD, unless you get spooned, just don't bother. I'm telling you... Wait on KBD till you have more resources to spend at KBD for that pet. Um, You can get spooned with the dragon pickaxe. Cool. You can get spooned other places. Consistency in money making for mid-game bossing. That's what we're talking about here. So, Michael and I did list a few that are going to make you money. They're not, again, it's not going to be hard mode top per hour level money. But... It's going to be good, and it's going to be consistent. The number one, Barrows. Hands down, far and away. You can do Barrows with, like, Ivan's Blast. You can buy the Barrows Teleports without having 83 Magic, so you can get right there. Back in the day, I used to use Rings of Dueling, and I would refill all my stats at Clan Wars, but now you refill it at Ferox Enclave. So you refill your stats at Ferox Enclave, you use a Barrow's Teleport, you go back. I would take eight Barrow's Teleports because that's how many charges a Ring of Dueling has, and I would do eight runs and take a break after every eight runs. Barrow's makes a good amount of money. Mm-hmm. Barrow's mm-hmm. is good. Barrow's has a lot of runes that can either stack up and sell pretty quickly, but it's also got the items, which like are nothing to scoff at. You know, Barrow's... You've got Darox and RM's pieces, which are, I think, over a mil a piece right now. Guffins, the whole set's probably like 1.5. Carol's top and bottom are always expensive. And even the items that aren't super expensive, you know, oh, I got Torag's hammers. <sighs> That's still 80K. Yeah. 
You know, there are a few shitty Barrows drops, I'm not going to lie, but most of the 40-something drops from Barrows are a couple hundred K at least. Barrows is very nice for mid-game PVM money-making because that's probably the point you're at in your account. You're probably at that point where you're like, man, I want to do some bossing. I've told you a story about my first Barrows run tonight, right? Or my first Barrows run, right? Mm -mm. Dude, we were on stream years ago this is like way back in the day right i was on stream and i said i want to try barrows for the first time ever because i had watched a theoatrix video about it and i thought to myself this doesn't look too bad i'm gonna give it a try i had watched videos i was like mentally preparing blah 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 and uh i went down into torag's thing because mm -hmm. i'm like he seems like the easiest and it said there's nothing here but a crypt. Would you like to enter the crypt? And I was like, I thought our brother was supposed to pop out. Okay, I guess. So I went down into like the crypt where the chest room is. Yeah. Waiting for one of these brothers to pop out. I didn't know it drained your prayer. So I was chugging prayer pots the whole time because oh, no. I didn't know you lost prayer. I was running around and I'm like, where are the brothers? Why don't all the doors open? This is the dumbest. I was, I was in a panic michael i didn't know where anything was it took me 25 minutes to get my first barrows casey because after i killed torag i had scary run-ins with other brothers because they will also spawn down there if they're not killed and i was like what do you mean Darok is right there bro and i was just trying to leave i had to find my way back to the ladder had like no prayer pots, no food, and tried to finish this run. My first Barrows run was atrocious. So look up a guide for how to do Barrows, but it's a fantastic money maker. I hear there's a Other guide. Other consistent. From, ah, there is the poor man's guide I to Boston. There's a guide there from Oxy if you want to. It is pretty out. decent. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, no, but another. Uh, <clears throat> other mid game bosses that do have. More of a consistent money output, Mole and Seracnus. Again, they're not going to be the, the end-all, be-all for money, but they don't call it the money mole for nothing. If you have the cost and can cover Darox, and preferably if you have the Falador hard diary done, you know, if you're one of those, I don't want to do mining, that's tough shit. But if you have Falador hard diary done, you have that mole locator, mole's real nice. Yeah. Because once you get those noted drops... You can stay there forever. Mole claws and mole skins, it's, they call it the money mole. You make a mill an hour at mole with Derox. And that's not even exact. I was making a mill an hour with like base 80 combat stats mm -hmm. with full Derox. So mole's pretty good. Gotta give an you know, honorable mention to Seracnus because Seracnus can be pretty, pretty decent. You know, again, not you're not going to see like a the cudgel is really has really hurt Seracnus. When I got my cudgel, it was like a mill, yeah. and I was freaking out. Um, but now it's like two or three hundred k. But the money is still consistent enough for like, it's not too bad. Yeah. Get a couple kill trips. You know, throw in a couple other bosses like there, like crazy archaeologist for a chance at those shard drops, which are well over a mill. You know. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. The the the, the cool thing about like Seracnus and Mole, like the supply cost is pretty low. Like, I think at most you need a couple prayer pots. Just so that you mm -hmm. can that you can use the prayers while you're down there, but um, having a high prayer bonus can also help. Because the cool thing about mm -hmm. having a prayer bonus is like if you're if you're at a zero damage boss, 
you know, you sacrifice a little bit of DPS for a higher prayer bonus, and then suddenly you're just using less supplies. You know, it may take you a little longer to kill it, but if you're in it for the money, maybe take a uh, proselyte instead of, you know, your your standard torso setup. See how that goes. Depends on where you're at. Yeah. Because you, you also want some of the protection bonuses as well. Somewhere like Seracnus, where the minions will hit you as well. Mm-hmm. Torso is a good shot. A uh, good shout, but you know if you <clears throat> if you're confident, you can use pro use proselyte at KVD. Yeah, don't go to KVD to make money. Well, I was thinking like monk there. robes at archaeologist. That would be yeah. No, be in good. the wilderness, yeah. if you're doing like crazy arc, you would want to wear monk robes or something like that mm-hmm. because it gives real good prayer bonus, and you don't take any damage off. Like you don't take damage if you're praying correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no issues there. But yeah, be curious. Look around at mid-game bosses. Definitely Barrows is the number one. If you're looking to make money in the mid-game with PVM, go to Barrows. Find a guy, do something. Because mm-hmm. Barrows can be like... I remember some of my first big items were like, again, life-changing. Yep. My first item was Torag's Legs, which I was very excited about, even though it was only 300k. But, yeah, no. Barrows is a very good moneymaker. Mole and Seracnus, very good moneymakers. If you have people to go with you, DKs aren't too bad, you know? Like, whenever I go with people to DKs, I just give whoever I'm going with the bones because they're noted and, like, eh, whatever. So maybe you find a, <laughs> maybe you can find a high-level PVM to tag along with <laughs> who will give you the noted bones. Um, you can save spot Rex, that being said. You can, like, can if you get it spot set Rex. up properly, you can save spot Rex and he drops the Berserker ring. Yeah, so, so there's a lot, of, a lot of mid-game bossing options that... Do make you a, a little a decent amount of money from a mid game. A couple <laughs> good barrels drops, you're on your way to some prayer scrolls. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. So, so the next one's uh won't rapid fire a little bit here. So the next one's pretty simple. Do your diaries. <laughs> Do your diaries. Um diaries offer daily reward bonuses. So the buckets of sand you get in your in your in your bank are not gonna make a big difference, but your daily battle staffs are. That it has been said and calculated and confirmed. That even at a hard diary level, the Varrock hard diary can get you a like close to a bond every month worth of GP. Um, daily battle staffs are a giant money maker that everyone sleeps on. Um, they will always be a giant money maker just because of just because of alk prices. So that one's pretty simple. Things like herb boxes are a daily a, a daily thing. So say you just went and you know, spent like three or four hours trying to get your imbues, maybe spend another couple hours, get another hundred or 200,000 more points in the bank for uh, Nightmare Zone and go and buy your daily herb boxes because, again, free money just sitting there. <laughs> um, Runelight and the game will actually remind you every single day to go and do it. And there is a literal teleport to Nightmare Zone in your minigames teleport. There's actually no excuse. Besides having to do Nightmare Zone, that's a little bit of an excuse. (laughs) But Daily Scape can get you money. It's insane what you can do with just like 10 minutes a day. It's actually Mm. insane. Um, Clues are also a good way to make money. Now, do we recommend it? It's hard to recommend it because there's an obvious risk. Um, Namely with medium clues. So the, the, the price of an eclectic imp link is going to fluctuate based on the price of ranger boots. It's kind of funny how that that one item is 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 like 
tied to the entire impling market when it comes to just eclectic prunes or when it comes to like eclectic implings. But over time, if you do a couple hundred medium clues, there is the potential to to profit massively. Um, Mima in our recording boot chat literally just sent the eyes emoji because this man got what ten pairs of Ranger boots in well over two thousand medium clues. I think I haven't seen the screenshots in a while, so I don't remember. But uh, it can be very profitable. So if you want to have a chill afternoon, maybe buy a couple hundred eclectic implings and see if you get lucky. And if you don't, maybe you'll break even. Um, you might lose some money. It really just depends on what you get in those clues. But the nice mm-hmm. thing is, is like the secondaries uh, you get from the, the clues, I call them secondaries, but like like the snake grass and, and, and the gold ore and that kind of stuff kind of piles up. And then the, the, the jars themselves can sell for a lot of money. And you don't always not as them. much money as the implings. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> but you do get some return on investment from just simply having the jars not break on you. So, and I, I to speak on clues, I, I've done I've done my fair share of clues. Mm-hmm. You know, all all the OGs who remember clue season will know <laughs> how many how many clues I've done in my day. But uh, implings can get pricey. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this as someone with like a 12 mil bank, buying implings might not be the best course. It's the fastest way to get clues. So if you got the money lying around and you want to do some collection log slots and take a gamble at some of them high ticket items, Cape of Skulls, Ranger Boots, Gilded Piece from a hard clue, something like that, go for it if you uh-huh. got that kind of cash. If you don't have that kind of cash, clues are going to come passively. They're going to come through training skills and not just training Slayer. You're going to get clue nests. You're going to get clue bottles. You're going to get clue geodes. You're going to get clue scrolls from thieving. You're going to get clue scrolls from any multitude of bosses. All the bosses that we just listed in the previous point about doing mid-game PVM all drop clues. They drop hards and elites, too. Yeah. That I mean, elite clues are dog shit, but hard clues can make you consistent money every time. And that's been the theme of this episode from Oxy is consistent money-making. <laughs> so... Clues may not always show up every single time, but they're going to happen. And if you got clues sitting in your bank, just do them. Just do them. Don't <laughs> give me that shit about you. They clues. Just shut up and do them. Runelight has a plug-in for it. Just do your damn clues and make a little bit of money. You literally never know if that hard clue that you do could be a third age pick and that would literally it won't be but it you could be know. a third age play but no michael the third age pick is not on the hard clue scroll are you log. sure <laughs> yes okay well then cut that out because it's in idiot. i think it's a master mega i think it's a master tier I'm mega rare that's why i say that <laughs> but uh but you can get third age plate bodies third age kite shields third age like ranger things i got third age ranger chaps in leagues three and i shipped myself i was so excited nice when i got the third age in leagues um so yeah, clues. I and like I think clues are fun. I don't know. Just consider it, maybe because <laughs> clues are are not horrible to obtain. They're buyable, which is easy, or they'll just come through any other. Literally any skilling activity you do consistently, like a gathering skill or a support skill, you're gonna get them. Yeah. So uh, Ox is gonna stick to the last one because he loves PVM. I am I am gonna take this last one. Uh thank you. I'll try thank you the, for that, that wonderful introduction. I'm gonna try um, and, and, and put my input in there when I can. Go for it. Um if you've been listening to this episode, 
you're in the mid game, you're in the late game, you're thinking to yourself, yeah, okay, whatever. F you, Oxy. I've done 50 Barrows chests and I've only seen a Carol's hood. Like, I'm ready for something bigger. I'm ready for something better. The best money makers in the game are player versus monster. There, somebody out there is going to be like, well, actually, you could cut magic logs to 99. I get, okay, cool. I get it. The best, most consistent, and most enjoyable money makers, in my opinion, come through player versus monster. Right? Well, even if we look up the, actually, I'm going to do that real quick. Of the the top ten money makers, eight of them are combat. Mm. Eight of them are PVM, with the other ones being like pickpocketing elves and vires for literally most GP per hour. You know, <laughs> Chambers of Zarek is so far down on this list. <laughs> God, I hate that oh. content so much. Um, <laughs> Gecko in the recording boot chat said Sepulcher is good. Uh, is a good exception to that, and it's fun, good, consistent money. I wouldn't know. Bob. It, yeah you should know i should right? know i really should but <laughs> and i sepulcher even falls into this category as well right yeah. this isn't me telling you to like oh well if you're like need more money just get better at the game if you really want more money if it's really time for you to be like dude i'm sick of barrows i'm sick of seracnus i'm sick of making gold bracelets this is bullshit i want to do something better reach out and ask people it's time to branch out and learn more bits of PVM. We got a whole episode about when to sort of start getting into it, but you're you're not going to find more money or more fun than when you start to get into get into higher level PVM content. Yeah. I personally fucking hate Chambers of Zarek. I think it takes way too long for dog shit rewards. I can't stand it. I can look at probably half the people in the recording booth chat and basically everyone in vc who's not in the recording booth chat right now who would tell me otherwise that chambers is extremely profitable chambers can make a lot of money life-changing money for a twisted bow split yeah but when you start to get into raiding content when you start to get into higher level slayer content when you start to be able to consistently grind the king and the queen of old school RuneScape money makers with Vorkath and Zalra, right? The money doesn't stop, right? And if you're thinking, I want to start making more, start asking, start looking up guides. Don't, don't go on the wiki for the suggested gear because you're going to get really demotivated really quick when the best in slot for Zalra is a twisted bow and a shadow of Temekin, right? Don't, don't follow that. We've, we've said that before, but you know, branch out. If you're ready to make more money, branch out and learn new content, whether that's you learn chambers, whether that's you learn Hollowed Sepulchre, because Hollowed Sepulchre's hard. It's not, Michael, how you feel about the fourth floor Hollowed Sepulchre? It's not fun. It's hard. It's hard, <laughs> it's hard content, yes. right? But just like with any piece of PVM, the more you do it, the better you get at it, the easier it gets. Right, my first Barrows run was a chicken with its head cut off, chaotic. My Barrows runs now streamlined, yeah. in and out, three and a half minutes. Yeah. Right, my Zalra took me thirty five attempts to kill the first time. 
over a thousand KC now streamlined under 90 seconds every <laughs> single time with no Tebow and no shadow, right? The more you do the content, the more confident you'll get, the less input cost you'll have because like if your max hits only a 30, I can sit on 35 HP. I can do it. You get more and more confident right? like that, right? Or stupid. <laughs> I'm going to call it confidence <laughs> because I have been known to play the Will Vorkath hit an X game, yeah. and I have lost that game many a time because, yes, Vorkath can hit a 7 Ding. with all Minus styles. 100K. <laughs> <laughs> so the more confident you get, the, the more money you will make and the less money you will spend on supplies. Yeah. You'll spend more money on supplies because you'll need more supplies, but I can probably give a million examples of my own personal life, right? From just doing content in this game, you know? Yeah. But just just branch out and ask people because there are much better money makers out there than what we have what we have talked about today. Significantly better. So, yeah. I mean, I made that's... 81 mil in from a TOA, and that's more than a lot of people's entire bank. And I just... After being, like, <laughs> basically strong-armed into coming with us, mind you, yeah. Michael was not going to go on that raid. He was like, oh, guys, oh, I'm working. We're like, Michael, we don't care. 30 minutes in and out. You know, quick adventure. Right on my lunch, too. Come on. <laughs> It was a very scuffed raid on my part, you know, trying to like balance being on lunch, not having my normal PC set up and uh, being on a Mac for that raid. I, I surely died. And I did. Uh, I made it all the way to P3. That's a story for another time. Actually, I, I told that story already. Never mind. <laughs> I, I <laughs> Sorry for another time. That's earlier in the episode. Yeah, yeah we're deja vu. Anyway, um, end game. High end PVM is, is very interesting. Because once you get to it, it's almost like there's this weird, like, you're sitting in a weird paradox where you can do Hydra for, like, four mil an hour, but do you need four mil an hour? No, not really. So it's like, once you, at least this is how I see it, you know? I don't need money in this game. I've got all my skilling, buyables done. I have all the gear that I could use. For pretty much any content, is it the best in slot gear? No. Does that matter to me? No. So when I got my 81 mil split, it literally just, it's, it's sitting there as a cash stack. Um, now, I, I, like, I'll, buy, I'll probably buy some supplies with it. Um, I may look at upgrading some gear, but I'm content with my gear as it is. So it's a weird paradox. Uh, and, and you said it yourself. To bring to a point I said earlier, when you're at the stage Michael and I are at, you have money that you want to sit on, yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. If you're in the mid-game, if there are blank spots in your prayer book, I don't give a shit why they're blank. It's because you don't have the scrolls or you don't have the prayer levels. You're not sitting on a cash stack. You're training prayer. Yeah. If you don't have a quest cape because you don't have 70 construction for Song of the Elves, you're not sitting on a cash stack. You're buying mahogany planks to train construction. It's funny like, you say that, actually, because next week... We should have an entire episode dedicated to that subject. We're going to spend the entire week thinking about we, and, and really... We, we should. Yeah. We should do that. We really but should. My point is, you, you don't sit on money in the mid-game. You don't do it. 
you spend some money on supplies, you buy your damn trifecta, or you whatever are whatever gear armor you need, you get your damn untradeables, and you don't sit on that cash doing absolutely nothing, right? You like Michael said himself, right? He's got it all. He doesn't need it, right? Doesn't need it. So yeah, I mean that about wraps it up. Like we said, no reason you should be sitting on money. Um, do these money makers? Do other money makers? Tell us if we missed any money makers. True. You know, if there's any that we <laughs> we didn't talk about that are really good in the mid game, you know, Gecko brought up a funny point. He's like, I ran essence for lava rune crafters for like five mil an hour. Like you, you can do things like that. That's a legal thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if we missed any, you know, let us know. We're we're interested to hear how you guys have made money as well. So I guess we'll kind of we're about to go to break. So Michael, what do you got for us? That's all. That's all. Nothing else to add. We'll see you guys after this. Greetings. My name... Well, my name is not important. What is important is that I am a fur trader. I own and operate the first doll in the greatest city of all of Gilinor. Ardu... Ardon, Ardugni, <laughs> let's just call it Artie. I own the first doll in the greatest city of all of Gilinor, Artie. Whether you're looking for bear fur, wolf fur, or an assortment of other furs which I don't keep in stock, I've got you covered. Ugh, hold on. Can you stop running on my stall? Every day, it's the same thing. Inconsiderate lap junkies take it upon themselves to use my stall as part of their course. You know how many times I've had to repair this stall? Three times, just this week. And the city guards are oblivious too. It really feels like all of their time is spent guarding the baker's stall and his cakes. Does all that theft bother me? Nah, I don't worry about it too much. My eyes are locked on my stall. No one's stealing anything on my watch. Huh? Yeah, furs. Anyway, if you're in the market for a fur, come on down to my stall. In the greatest city of all of Gilinor. Ardo... Ardo... Ardugni. Ardugni. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that commercial because I know I sure did. It's that time of the episode, folks. You already know what time it is. We always bring back from break with the exact same pieces of content in the exact same order. You want to talk about consistent moneymakers? This is consistent podcasting, which ironically is also a consistent moneymaker because we're going to talk about our Patreon supporters. Hell yeah. That's, I, I guess, that's a, I don't know. If you start a RuneScape podcast and create Patreon, you can use the Patreon money to buy bonds and then buy use those bonds to buy frog tokens. Damn it. I don't know. Well, yeah. I forgot to mention that as one of the early game moneymakers. Literally just buy yourself a bond. But in all seriousness, it's time to shout out the patrons who support us every month and are fantastic. So starting with the wise old man tier, we have 10,000 slugs, Scape Caution, Elagio, Bolomer, Basket, Benjamin R, Pork Jerry, Hadadbod, Cole, C. Gladney, Connor M, Morty, Cream Tam, Drum TXT, Duke Bradley, D Falconer, Flying Castiel, Fortimus, Francine twelve twenty five, Gecko, Who Farted, Jack M, Jake W, Jerry, John P, Kevin B, Keo Spain, Potato Pancake, Posh Padre, Meg Morpheus, Mike Oxmall, Mima, Nasty MFer, Nick Mynack, nine nine nine. 999 Ninja Turtle Ruby Obsidian Paladin Okami Dumashi Pine Martin 709 Poorly Hung aka Ice Reclinatus Wallow Russ of Fury Salted Snake Soggy Waffles Shadow Skalaxin Sholdveg Solaire OS The Chungaroo THG Bang There's a second page now that's you guys are blowing my mind here so onto the second page Thormac, Troll, Tyler, T-Pace, yeah, I, sure, I don't know why I get your name so wrong, Tyler, I apologize, Valdon, and Zach without a K, wise old man's here, all the goats, you guys are awesome, so many of you guys now, it's so fun, there's a second page, it only filters by like 50, that's so cool, there's two pages now, (laughs) that means the segment's gonna get longer and longer, (laughs) But moving on from the wise old men, we have the KBD tiers, which, while not a very good moneymaker in game, is an awesome icon to have next to your name in Discord. So shout out to the folks in the KBD tier, which are Bloodman, aka Young Kyle, my dad, hi dad, GIM Stones, Jordy, Kroll, the Lord Jake himself, our third favorite supporter, Ralph. Rylithian, Skuma92, Spartanfire, and Toast No Toast. Thank you all so much for supporting at the KBD tier. You guys are, again, just, it's mind-blowingly awesome, because there's just more of you guys every week. It's <laughs> fantastic. You guys are super cool. Thank you to everyone who supports us on Patreon at any tier. Shout out to the Gnome Child. Speaking of Patreon, if you're interested in supporting at any tier, head on over to patreon.com forward slash XP Waste. There you can 
pledge your support. I hate that term to promote myself as because as you guys know, I'm not the best at promoting, but we don't promote things if you guys don't get anything from it. We currently have a goal that has been altered that is going to give you guys some dope shit. For the first 150 patrons, when we get there, whenever we get to 150 patrons, uh, I think currently we're at like 108, so we're close. But we will be sending out a t-shirt with a little design on the front, a little XP Waste theme design. May or may not be themed around the tattoo. Michael and I are planning on getting our like semi-matching tattoos. So, you know... Thinking, thinking about that might have that design on it but it will have all the names of the patrons on the back um we're still not sure if we're going to do like divide it into the four categories if we're just going to do alphabetical but your name's going to be on there whatever name you want us to put on patreon you know so hoof hearted ice swallow it's going to be on there we've we've actually joked about putting ice at the top and then wallow at the very <laughs> bottom just because i know brandon loves when we separate it like that but uh so the first 150 patrons gonna get a t-shirt absolutely free technically not free because you're supporting us on patreon but you don't have there's no additional cost to it yeah right yeah you guys are immortalized in xp waste swag forevermore yeah and you get all the benefits from being on patreon exactly so extra episodes at the wise old man's here recording booth chat that just got some snazzy nda information at the beginning of this episode um and uh yeah kbd tier for the flex you know, things like that. So there's a lot of fun benefits to joining Patreon. Again, if that's something you're interested in, head on over to patreon.com forward slash XP waste to support. Finally, before we move on to the uh, community question, brief reminder that the meetups in the next coming months, I believe middle of November for XP waste South November, 11th november 12th something like that Mm -hmm. 12th Mm -hmm. uh it'll be just outside or just in fort worth texas Uh, michael probably has more details on that because i don't live in fort worth texas but that will be the meetup for xp waste south xp waste north will be sometime next summer when you guys aren't freezing your your asses off uh to come to the metro detroit area to do more or less the same thing but a little bit you know closer to some people who live up in the in the north end of the country and then of course if you guys you're you're welcome to come from wherever you are if you want to fly over from england or the europe or australia go for it be our guests we are not going to say no we'd love to see you guys so xp way south is coming up on november 11th and I don't think that is it November twelfth. I I think it's I'm going there sad. on November eleventh. Yeah, tenth yeah. or eleventh. But... I'm going there. I'm going there early because I think we're gonna do the tattoo. Because Michael Hunter's gonna get a tattoo anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're gonna do the tattoo, and then I think we're also going to um, record an episode while we're down yeah. there. So I keep getting the dates mixed up because I'm going a little bit early. Mm. So again, on the 12th, Michael will be able to fill you guys in <laughs> with with the Texas stuff, uh, and I won't be in charge of that until next summer. Woo. So, uh, but yeah, come on down. And I think now it's time for community question because I think all the shameless self promoting is completed. It is. It is. Now it's time. Thank to- God, I was half expecting this man to go. Well, actually, Oxy, no, I was going <laughs> to flip my desk and walk good. away. You did great. <laughs> I know I'm awesome. <laughs> now it's time where we uh, where we include you guys into the episode and answer the question um, alongside with you that we asked from last week. 
going back to the trivia that we had with TMD, we asked you, what is your favorite piece of obscure RuneScape trivia? Starting us off on Spotify, we have Taco Dog that says, this one is shown on TV that I can't remember, but it's still nice to know. In the Fremenic Isles, the song that is played is Morse code for RuneScape. It was the coolest thing when I found that out. Mm-hmm. The Norse code track. Yeah. 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 Ryzan says, when I was in high school, we had a trivia week, and one of them was, what are the items for the cook's assistant quest? <laughs> That's fun. That was in your high school trivia. <laughs> Must have been back when RuneScape was like uber popular. And that is it, actually. That is it for Spotify. Moving over to the YouTube replies, we have one from Zach B that says, the Faldor Massacre is one of the most interesting stories I've ever heard on OSRS. At the time, it was RS2. There's a sweet documentary that came out recently for it. Um, so much transpired to cause the occurrence. And then Ryan, a.k.a. THG Bang, says, The Burnt Umley rap is quite interesting to watch videos on. It has very strange mechanics. I would agree. The, the, the Umley rap, very interesting. Uh, there's definitely a lot of videos out now on how to get and obtain the Burnt mm-hmm. Umley. So it's definitely not as like rare or uh, expensive as it might have been before. But I definitely, as an item collector, want to get my hands on one. Um, if I can buy one now that they're kind of cheap, that would be great. Or I'll just go and make one myself. But the uh, wait, if they're kind of cheap, you just got an eighty mil split. How much do these things sell for? No idea. But I know that they were very expensive. Like, like. I don't even want to guess. I, I, if I had to guess, I would say a couple hundred mil. It, it, Christ. It's, it's, yeah, it was, I mean, it, like, the method to make them was, like, a, 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 an industry-guarded secret, you know? Like, they talk about mm-hmm. the 11 herbs of spices at, at KFC. More people know about that than people who knew about how to make a burnt umli. Um So, it was, it was very, so, very rare. So, KFC, what are you doing? Man? <laughs> Just make and sell burnt umlis. <laughs> Anyway, exactly. That'll do it for the community question, guys. Thank you so much for everyone who did answer it. If you want to answer this week's question, obviously, it's going to be, what is your favorite mid-tier money-making method? Anything we missed, anything you would like to call out, please answer down in the community question section on Spotify or on the pinned comment on YouTube. Whether he's ready or not, it is Oxy's turn for levels and achievements. You are damn right it is my turn. It's my favorite segment of the week. What do you mean? <laughs> I love Achievement of the Week. Unironically, for as much of like digging around as I have to do in these channels, I really do love me Achievement of the Week. We're starting with combat this week. We have three fire capes to, to kick off Achievement of the Week. We have Tankard Eldrazi. We have Fumble Swing. And we have Taco Manian. All three achieved their first fire cape this week. So congratulations to y'all for for getting it done. You know, we love a good first fire cape around here. Like you said, I can't wait to release that survey and, like, see how many people got their yeah. first capes this year. You know, because we also had a lot of people, like, crank out combat achievements, like individual combat tasks this week mm-hmm. as well. So the, the, <laughs> the XP wasters are getting better, man. I want to say They're last year it. we had, like, 30 I, I'm expecting well over 100 for this year. In the miscellaneous category for quest capes and the lot, we have uh, Mammal's Forehead and Eye Witness. Both completed all their hard diaries this week. So 
one step closer to that achievement diary cape. There was one cape burner in the miscellaneous category, and that's Beat Babe. They got their first quest cape. There's a picture of them outside nice. the uh, the wise old man. So congratulations to you, Beat. That's always fun to get your first quest cape. I saved skilling for last because it's the most jam-packed, including a 99 that happened like eight minutes ago while we're recording. So kicking off the skilling category, we have Jordy with a 1900 total level. We have uh, Salted Snake with a 99 Slayer. We have Forvitney with a 99 Farming. First non-combat 99. Nick My Knack with 99 HP at the Lumbridge Cows. River Wolf with his second 99 with 99 range. Gladys with 99 fire making. At least I think that's how you say that. Gladys. Uh, Your Savior Sink with 99 thieving. I'm so not looking forward to getting that 99. I gotta tell you. I don't I don't care about thieving. And it's gonna be a hard 99 for me to get. But I don't have it, so that's why I'm not shouting myself <laughs> up. <laughs> we have Ice Steam with 99 crafting. Uh, we have Blastoise level 99 with a first 99 appropriately of 99 fishing. So the water type has 99 fishing and the Temporos pet, which is oh, pretty cool. I was there at that. Yeah, they saved up like thousands of reward permits. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, that's so cool. Thousands. And they got 99 so fishing cool. on the last permit. Like they timed it out. Oh, that's. Yeah, it was a fun party. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Did they get the Temporos pet that day? Yeah, no. Yeah. Nice. Well, I think it took him a couple days to like dip in the pool for mm-hmm. all. Because I'm telling you now, it was like over six or 7,000. It was so many permits. That's um, ridiculous. I can't remember how oh, much they I don't made, know how like you have. GP I don't know how you have that much uh, that patience. Patience. That's what I'm and, saying. And like self control. Dude, I dip after every single. After every single game, every single I can't game. hold it, dude. I can't do it. I think once you get like a hundred, it just like okay, well then, sure. Now, now it's just a number. But like getting to the point where you're, because yeah, between one and a hundred, you're like, I really want to dip right now. Sounds like a freaking <laughs> addict, but um, yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Well, congratulations to you, Blastoise. We have one hell of a name here, Plugin Abusin'. Took me a couple times reading it to figure out what it was, but plug in abusing with 99 fire making at Winter Todd. And finally, rounding out the skilling category for this week, we have Beer Boy 100, who not only achieved 2050 total level, but also literally like 10 minutes ago got 99 attack. So, congratulations to you, Beer Boy. Always fun to see that pop up. I think by the time this episode comes out, uh, our boy Jake. Uh, empty throne in the CC will also have gotten 99 construction, nice, but won't have said anything about nope. it. So, haha, Jake, you're getting shouted out for 99 con. GZ, brother. <laughs> um, and that wraps up achievement of the week. You guys are awesome. Keep achieving things. If you want to get shouted out for this section, uh, there's two steps. Number one is to join the Discord, and number two is to do something awesome and post about it in the levels and achievements uh, channel. So. It's jam-packed with people doing all sorts of super cool stuff in there. Uh, achievements big, achievements small. We just I think they're fun to see. There's also the Drops channel. There is the Team Search channel, Skillers Corner. Michael's, you are talking to somebody today about a bunch of different skilling methods, weren't you? Yeah. But Yeah. I'm trying to like let people know I'm, I'm insane and what my five-year goals are with 200 mils. So. 
Holy, yeah, holy <laughs> Lord. But uh, in any case, join the Discord. It is a lot of fun. It just, I don't know. I'm biased because I like hanging out there the best, and you'll probably won't catch me hanging out anywhere else. Um, seldom I do, but, you know, mostly it's in TNL. So come hang out. It's worth it. And with that said, I think it's time to put us to our last section, the funnest of them all. Fun question time. This one Fun comes time. from a postcard sent to hey, you yo. from Catherby, the great land, hey, yo. the great city of Catherby in-game. I freaking love this postcard. It's from Blaster Space, who's in our, in our, in our Discord. And That's awesome. They went to like a Walgreens and printed out a photo and just wrote on the back. The ingenuity in this postcard badass, is my holy, favorite. Dude. And they n- n- beautifully screenshotted and edited their character waving at us with the frog, um, <laughs> frog mask. Yeah. So this one's quite simple. It reads, I love what you're doing. Keep it up. GZ, Blaster Space. And the fun question is, would you ever try Bronze Man Mode? That is the fun question today, Oxy. Would you ever try Bronze Man Mode? And for those who don't know, Bronze Man Mode is a, uh, it's a kind of an interesting mode developed by YouTubers and content creators where it's kind of like Iron Man Mode, right? Where you're locked from using the GE and you can't trade other people, but you can. <laughs> and the caveat is, you can't actually buy that item until you receive it from the source or from another player yourself. For instance, if you wanted the use of the GE to buy like karambwans or a shark or something, you know, a food that you would normally just keep buying um, and not have to collect for yourself, you would either have to go and kill another player for it or you would have to get the fishing levels required to then unlock that item. And then you can start buying and selling it on the Grand Exchange. So the short answer for me is yes. I think I would like to play Bronze Man Mode. It sounds like it's a lot of fun because it, it blends together two of, the, two of the most popular game modes in this game, Iron Man and regular main accounts. But it does it in such a way that it's like, you could go absolutely dry for... An, an item that you use all the time. Like, what are the odds that, I mean, you could, you could go absolutely dry uh, and not find a player or who, who you can kill who drops like a Sarah brew or something easy, you know? I mean, you're probably going to get a lot of prayer potions, but what if you just don't find somebody who has restores on them? Um, there's certain items that I think you could go absolutely dry on. And then that also begs the question of like, gear upgrades mm-hmm. why would you ever need more than one dragon warhammer <laughs> um so is it faster to try and find somebody and kill them with a dragon warhammer or is it faster to go and kill shamans for a dragon warhammer 100 percent yes uh, obviously that... who the hell is taking a warhammer <laughs> out of the wilderness nobody there's two reasons vetion and callisto is always <laughs> protected come on now but that begs the question of like if you got really good at pking could you just smite them for it could you try and really get them uh, to drop it? So I think the short answer for me is yes. Um, I suck at PKing, so it might make that a very, very interesting like stream account, 
Like if I were to only play mm-hmm. that while I'm streaming or try and make a video series on it on YouTube, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. I would also play Bronze Man mode. I I like the idea of Iron Man. Mm. That makes sense. The Bronze Man, Iron Man kind of thing because the shitty part of Iron Man, let me back up. One of the many shitty parts of Iron Man mode isn't that I don't have all of my high-level gear accessible whenever I want. It's the upkeep mm. to try to get it, you know? I listened to Heartless from the Wilderness Podcast talk about the next grind. It's killer. Because you're cutting through hundreds of brews and restores to try to get best in slot armor, which is going to be worth it. But in order to do all that, you have to farm unendingly, literally farm unendingly, the herbs and the secondaries. So for me, getting the drop myself is super satisfying. The prims I own right now, for example, I was rocking Dragon Boots G for a while after my Scythe build, you see. <laughs> um, but I did get a Primordial Crystal for a bingo I was in. And I kept it. Nice. One of the tiles was to create a, a boot from Cerberus and the other respective one. Uh, it was actually funny. It was taken from our Sprinko because mm. the, the other bingo we played in liked it so much that just like took the tile. Yeah. Like, All right, it's fine. Uh, so I got a prim crystal and I got dragon boots about an hour later because I went out to the wilderness to get some uh, spiritual mages done. And the prims I wear everywhere now, I made myself. And that's super satisfying. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. And for a bronze man mode, that also really helps for... You know, if you need to sell anything, you can buy it back. The issue being, like, what do you buy if you don't that you don't have already? So why would you bother selling things? Yeah. But if it's a PK-focused account, if you lose things, you can buy it back as well. Right? Yeah. If you lose a Serp Helm, if you lose full Darox, you can buy it back as well. And I, I really like the the concept of that because it's all the same satisfaction you get of, like, I farmed this upgrade on my own, you know? Like, I I put the work in, and I got my full Bandos or my full Armadillo or my full Torvar or my own Scythe or my own whatever, you know? Um, but without the, like, I got my own Bandos, but I spent six weeks catching and cooking sharks and Karambwans. Like, it's just <laughs> not... It's just not fun for me. Yeah. So... I absolutely would play bronze man mode. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would create a new account for it. I think like, cause I I'm too deep into the main right now, you know, maybe once I have an infernal max cape and I'm just bored, I might do that. True. Um, but yeah, at the same time, I really like the whole like bronze man mode, iron main concept of like earn everything yourself, but don't suffer right as badly as yeah. Iron Men do. So, like, I'm, <clears throat> that's a happy medium for me. I'm here for yeah, it. Yeah, because you don't have to spend, like, three weeks preparing for a bingo to, to, to get all mm-hmm. of your, uh, to get all of your cerebrews that you would need for one week, you know? The, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the time that you spend making the money to then buy them is a lot less than collecting the secondaries, going to mole and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think that... And to bring it back to main title content, money means something. Yeah, it's true. Right? It's you can true. use the money makers you're talking about in this episode, and it could be worth it, you know? Look at that. Bringing it back, Oxy. Mm. And you'd think you're bad at podcasting. 
I just want to remind I'm, you. I these... never said I'm bad at <laughs> podcasting. I'm real good at podcasting. I'm real bad at promoting. Oh. All the folks who have been around. So I started streaming in like 2018. If y'all have been around since like the time I got affiliate, the probably two of you who might listen to this show who have been around that long, you guys know I'm dog shit at promoting myself. Michael, how long did it take you and Scape to figure out that I was an affiliated streamer making money on Twitch when I first met you guys? <laughs> a while. Months. Yeah, it was a while. <laughs> months. Because it's just like, I, I felt it was super cringe to like pop in somewhere and be like, oh yeah, I also stream, huh? huh. So I just like never said anything. No. And then it wasn't until the 24-hour stream, like y'all talked about a couple weeks ago when I was in Europe, that I told Scape, I'm like, do you mind if I stream this too? He's like, stream it? Where? I'm like, on um, on Twitch, he's like, "You're a streamer." I'm like, "Yup." <laughs> Surprise! I mean, it wasn't so, even until like this year that you even started like posting in the self promo when you go live. Other people posted for yeah. you, so yeah, other people would post. It's it's effectively my Discord with well over a thousand people on it, and I refuse it's to post when I'm live on Twitch. So yeah, I, I I'm really good at podcasting. I'm really bad at being the center of attention and promoting it. That's why we have you who will talk to people in game about the XP Ways <laughs> podcast. I'm going to say it right so, now where I'm at. We'll see if they join. <laughs> so if you guys are running laps I'm, with me at, at Artie, hi. Thanks for listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> there's nobody here cutting teeks with me, thank God. There's no. There's not even an NPC nearby, Freaking dude. Off the hook, then. <laughs> All right, I think that's it, yeah? Yeah, I think that's a, that's a pretty good time to call it. It's been a good episode. Yeah. All right, folks, that about does it. I was waiting for Michael to start the outro until he reminded me that it's an even-numbered week, and I start the outro, just like I start the intro, because that's how we do it, even and odd. But to, to close out the episode in appropriate fat, I'm a great podcaster, by the way. Um, to close out the episode, any link you will ever need is in the description down below. We will have a link tree with Discord, Twitter, Instagram, not Facebook, uh, our merch store, um, which... God, it's getting to hoodie season. Like, I'm real shit at promoting, but I'm telling y'all, these hoodies are some of the greatest hoodies I've ever worn in my entire life. We're donating, effectively, at this point, all the money we get to a charity, so we're not really seeing profit from that, but I'm telling y'all, one of them XP waste hoodies, you change your life. Mm-hmm. Don't let you, don't let your significant other wear it, because they're going to steal Buy it. Buy two for one of them, too. Yeah, get just, just get, get them one. Just Don't <laughs> like we all we all know though that like they're gonna steal yours because they like it better anyway. Don't tell them you own it because it's too nice to be stolen. Get two in the same but... size, two in your size, <laughs> and then yeah, just, just wear them interchangeably, and they won't know which one they've <laughs> se- they they don't know which one they've stolen. Um, <laughs> two of the exact same color. Yeah. No, but um, <laughs> so. Yeah, every link you'll need will be in the description down the lo- down below. We'll put some of the wiki articles, like best money makers, like the best money per hour in the game, in case you are curious on the higher end. Uh, Michael's going to send me the calculators he used for herbs and whatever else, and we'll throw those in there. As always, this week's news post will be in the description down below. And with that, I think that's all we have for you guys for this week. So we will see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.